What are you afraid of? Scared you go there and find out that he doesn't love you anymore, honey. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you feel. Not how you feel, but how you deal with what you feel that is real. You've got to relax, relate, and release into reality. What was that like, being in therapy? Uh, Were you, what did you talk about that you had never acknowledged to yourself or talked talk? I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. I mean, if I have a problem, I usually just go to church, give me some Jesus, <laughs> and I'm cool. Welcome back to another episode of Black and Therapy, where we are discovering journeys. Dismantling myths and declaring our truths. I don't care if I got it wrong this week, Donna. It is what it is. You got it, sis, I think. We have, um, how you feeling, Donna? You know, I'm feeling good. But, I mean, maybe you're a little excited because you ain't introduced yourself. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. Hey, y'all, I'm Sarah <laughs> Ashley, and I'm here with my dope co-host, Donna. And we have a special guest today, and I'm excited. I have my dope sister with us. Y'all know we are celebrating women all season long. So I have my dope sis Adriana is in this is in the building with us today. We're actually in her studio, so so excited to be here with y'all. This is my first podcast ever. Okay, so welcome. Right, <laughs> this is actually our first time recording, so we're actually going to be able to post this one on our YouTube channel when we get it together. <laughs> so that's that's our project for the week to set up our YouTube channel and um, put this video up. So. Just thankful that Adriana decided to be on the podcast today and um, allowed us to come in the studio and record right here. So, y'all ready? How y'all? How you feeling, Adriana? I'm excited. I really don't know what to expect, but <laughs> I feel like I have girl time all day. So I'm, you know, I'm like, I think this is going to be girl time. Right. 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 <laughs> and Adriana's going to tell her story in a little bit, so you'll understand why she says she has girl time all day long. Uh, but let's jump into some current events. Let's. Okay. So my phone is actually. Um, being used to record, so I did not write the other current events that I want to talk about. All right, so I'm, I'm okay. Gonna, all right, so so the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, the 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 woman, the cop who um, killed Bothman John while he was in his in his living room eating ice cream on his couch. She's actually fighting her sentence now. She wants to get her ten year sentence. Um, is this the white lady? Yes. You won't have to you won't have to whisper. This is like a thing. <laughs> yeah, the white lady that yes. killed um Rockman John uh actually is trying to get her her sentence reduced. Um so how do y'all feel about it? She only got ten years, her murdering this man on his couch. How do y'all feel about I feel like white people gonna do what white people gonna do. Mm -hmm. She gonna try because I mean, honestly, I don't know if she's I don't know if she spoke during sentencing or if she said, like, I feel bad. Because I feel like if you feel a way about what you did, then that means that you want to, like, you want to pay for what you did. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So she, listen, white people going white people. And honestly, anybody's going to try to fight it. If you have the ability to fight it, you're going to. Mm -hmm. So, like, right. I don't necessarily fault her for that because it's just like, I'm going to fight, you know, because she's still guilty. Mm -hmm. So, granted... We all know time, when you get sentenced to time, it doesn't equal black, white, male, female. You know, the time and the crime doesn't always match, but I would fight it too. I mean, okay. black or white, you're going to fight it. If you have the ability, cause if you have the capability and the resources, you're going to fight it. But what you feel? I I'm feel sure. like it's regular that she <laughs> is even Thank trying you. to appeal anything. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, this is regular. 
what you guys get into? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to go to jail. You Not for a black man. Right. Like, wait, no, it wasn't. That was my his business. Now, one of my things is, is I don't necessarily keep up with all of the current events because mm-hmm. it just takes over so much mm-hmm. in my mind. So I've definitely heard of this story. But when I tell you I didn't read an in-depth article to figure out what exactly happened, how the triggers happened, she I had... Went in his apartment and thought she claimed she thought she, she was going thought it was own. her own apartment that one. But they were on different floors. Right. She thought it was her own apartment. She thought that he was breaking in her apartment or burglarizing her apartment. But he was literally sitting on his couch eating a bowl of ice cream. And what they're gonna say is, okay, ma'am, so do you have a history of of, of So of then this it was a lot of illusion, yeah. like So it was a lot of like were they dating? It was a lot of like different conspiracy theories, but she got sentenced to ten years and now yeah, she's trying to fight it. Like ma'am, you you got the left you got you already got the lesser right. end of the deal. Like right. you, I mean, you you came off good. You got right. ten years. Mm. Like, yeah, but I don't, I don't pay attention to current events. At least Sarah bring me my current events. I don't pay attention <laughs> to current events because <laughs> honestly, it will just be like, especially when current events are so negative. It's like most times, even on the show, and I think this this is something that I thought about last week, but I didn't bring to you like. We have to incorporate some more positive type of current events because I mean we live in Philly, so like what type of positive? You know what I'm saying? In the mm-hmm. world, the news it broadcasts so much negativity that we have to bring. I mean we know we have our truths, and you know we definitely process a lot, which mm-hmm. brings us to the other side. But we need some things to praise, and we always celebrate it. I mean it's a celebration today, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, definitely negative, negative, negative. All right, well that'll be your job to find the positive current <laughs> events. Since you always talk about your own little current events. I don't. All right. The second um, topic that I wanted to talk about was Sharon Osbourne. Y'all know that. Y'all don't know because you just gave me a blank stare. <laughs> um, you know, I I feel like I've read a short snippet on, on this. Okay. So, y'all know Pierce Morgan. Y'all know the whole interview with... Um, it was on her show, right? No, no. It was Oprah did the interview with... Um, what's the... Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah. Okay. So after that whole thing, you know, Megan had made claims that they were racist, that they didn't take care of her mental health. All these, she made all these claims when she was telling her story. So Pierce Morgan the next day got on British TV and said that, um, like pretty much like he didn't believe anything she said and yada, yada, yada. The weatherman, who was a black man, I came for him. Like they got into a debate. Pierce walked off the show. Mid show, he walked off and was like, forget this. Um, and pretty much he quit after that. He quit. He didn't come back after they got into that, that debate about you know racism and what yeah. what is real and you you really don't know you can't speak to it because you're white. Yeah. Um. So and you're Sharon, not royal. you don't have right. experience. And so Sharon Osbourne um tweeted, "Oh, Pierce, you have my support." So, uh, what's her name? Cheryl Underwood, who is co-host to talk with Sharon Osbourne the next day, was like. What's up with that tweet you tweeted? Because right. like when you say you stand for him, right. that's telling you that you're standing for what he he believes. Right. And you know you have to be careful with what you say and what you tweet because mm-hmm. you know. And so Sharon, so Sharon Osbourne got immediately got mad at Cheryl Underwood, start cur- like cursing her out, like tell me, educate me. When have I ever been racist? When have I ever did it? And it's like She's you don't understand that. what you're because mm-hmm. you already knew it was going downhill from here. Because you should have never, you should never tweeted nothing about Pierce. Mind your business. Just because you didn't, you never said anything. You could have texted him. You could have texted him. You didn't have to publicly announce that you stood by him. Because that's telling me that you stand by everything he believes in. And so strongly, because you did it publicly. Right. 
So long story short, Cheryl Underwood kept her calm. Like she never like got loud back with Sharon Osbourne or anything. They did a whole investigation. Other people have said that she's made racist statements now. Uh, Holly Robinson, he is, said that she tore her chips through ghetto. Judy Chen, who was the um, one of the co-hosts, said that her eyes were slanted. The Asian lady. Yeah, yeah. said her eyes were slanted. She said stuff about the, um, I can't think of the girl's name from Roseanne, that was a co-creator of the show. She Darlene from um, Roseanne. I don't probably remember Roseanne. I remember. Uh, Why do you think you're going to be remembering? Because y'all younger than me. I don't know. Yeah. We're like the same age. We are. Me and you? What are you, like 32? 34? Same age. Oh, God. <laughs> I just had to be sure. So, anyway, Darlene, she was saying stuff about the LGBTQ community. So, it just got bad. So, long story short, Sharon Osbourne is no longer on the talk. She walked away, though, with a substantial amount of money. Like, millions of dollars. Millions? Like, Why? millions. Um, maybe her contract. I don't know. That's just not fair. Like, who else? What black woman? <laughs> Taylor doesn't get millions oh, to no. get off this show. Like, what's no. going on? White people for white people. I mean, she doesn't probably need the money. Ozzy Osbourne is her husband. But, yeah, so she's not, she's not going to talk anymore. And I think that was a good decision because... She was so disrespectful to Cheryl Underwood. It wasn't even about yeah. what, yeah, what you said. Supporting was she getting Pierce personal? Was she wasn't getting personal, but it was like, you were cursing. Like, you're cursing going she to, yes, going to commercial break. You're cursing coming back from commercial break because it was almost like you already knew. She told Cheryl Underwood, like, you shouldn't be the one crying. I should be. Why should she be crying? Make it make sense, man. Because white women go on white women and be the victim. So, yeah. So... I'm trying to think that I have any more current events. I feel like I had a list, but I don't have my list in front of me. Y'all know I don't have a good memory. But did you watch any of the trial? So I did. I did watch some of the trial, but I also don't want to watch um, it because um, it's just triggering. Like, those yeah. people that were, like, trying to help them, the 911 operator was like, she called the supervisor, like, I don't want to be a snitch, but this doesn't look right. Right. And, like, nobody, like, was answering. Even when the, when the EMT got there, he was like, I wanted to help, but he would not get his knee off his neck. So, yeah. And nobody said nothing. Nobody said anything. So, it was bystanders there. Like, everybody that was, that were, um, like, testifying, it was just horrible. Because they, like, everybody wanted to help. Even a guy that was at the store that George Floyd gave him the money to. He was like, I wish I would have just took the money and not made a scene about it. Like, I wish I didn't show the money to my manager. Because mm-hmm. then that's why we called the cops. And then that's why all this happened. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 watching it, I saw, like, a lot of unresolved grief. That a lot of people are going to have to go to therapy for it. Because yeah. it's like, even down to the 911 operator, she knew something was wrong. Right. And, like, she was like, I, I could have tried to do something else. Like, I could have been more, you know what I mean? And it was so many people that was, that right. was there that saw. Like, I was watching right. Like, some of it, I didn't really, I wasn't really listening, but, like, some, you know, you watch stuff, but don't mm-hmm. necessarily listen, again, triggering. Um, but, like, so many people were watching, and it's mm-hmm. just, like, all these people, like, testifying this and testifying, and it's just, like, I mean, a part of me was thinking, like, did y'all all really want to do something, and nobody said mm-hmm. anything? Nobody said nothing. Right. Everybody's like, I wanted to, but. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And that's the thing, would it have to have been one less cop for someone to just, hey, uh. Right, get off his but neck. The, the one guy did get pushed back. So, like, the one guy was trying to get to him to get him off, and the cop kept pushing him back. Mm-hmm. And so then the the they were like analyzing it on CNN, and the guy was like, you know, it's, it wasn't. It was the officer's job, one of the officers' job, to have his back to what was going on, so he can watch the crowd. But it's like, if everybody is telling Donna, Donna, he's killing him, he's killing him. You're not gonna turn around and see what he's doing, like, right? Like his neck. It's just like. 
it just bring you back to like his neck. Right. Like his neck. Right. His neck. Right. Not his arms, not his leg, not his entire body, but his neck. His neck. And the thing, the other thing they asked me on interesting was it they said like his glasses never moved off the top of his head, the cops. So you're doing all of this, all of this, all of this, and they, those glasses never moved. That's how still and stiff you were on this man's neck. Right. You so did, if right. he was fighting, right. wasn't that much of a struggle? It wasn't that much of a struggle. Right. And they said he thing. said so many times that he couldn't breathe. Like we're like when 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 do we stop being human beings? That's that's my question. Like when do we stop being human beings? Because there's no way I can do that. Somebody saying I used to work at residential, and you know how does you put a kid in a hole, and it's like. The minute they say they can't breathe, though they might be lying, it's like, right, all right, we got to get off of them because right. if this kid really can't breathe, then who are we to sit here and suffocate right. them for the sake of you not listening or we got to keep you safe? Like, come on. So, I think that was my, uh, trying to think of any pop culture stuff that I had. I don't know, pop culture. Yeah, you don't keep up with, with current events. I it's can't fine. tell you nothing. What, the only like, thing going on there now is like the FBI investigating like Quavo and Saweetie. That's I feel like that's the only so what y'all think about thing right now. What y'all think about that? Did y'all watch the whole video? I didn't know it was the whole. I video. just saw the little S, the elevator. So it was apparently it was more to it than it, um, and it was almost like she was being abusive to him. Mm. And so Phil again, our friend, my friend Phil was like. When are we going to talk about men that are in abusive relationships? Like, nobody ever, like, really shines a light on men being abused. I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, from what he said he saw in the video, she was the aggressor. And he was kind of like, you know. It looked like she was trying to leave, and he was like, no, girl, no, you're not. <laughs> that's what that looked like to me yeah. in the video. Okay. Like, she's like, I'm done with this. I'm toxic. <laughs> out of here. And, yeah, he got her in there. The door closed, and he was happy. Like, all right, she's in here. Like, I want to see the whole video so we can see. We can see. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody said today though. I don't know who they had, who quoted, who who commented. It was like, if this not the type of love you try and give me, I don't want it. Like what? Make it make sense. Mm-hmm. You know that toxic love. Yeah. Everybody want it. Everybody want to be toxic. And I think it really comes with certain lifestyles and careers as well. I can't yeah. sign up to date uh, somebody with that lifestyle. I know the toxic. But I also think that because they have the money, because they have. The cars, like, do you think that maybe people think that, like, that just comes with it? Because how many movies have we watched where it's a parent or it's a sister or it's a friend? Like, girl, you got it all. What's a little, what's a little ass whooping? <laughs> right, right, right. I right. literally think it comes with it. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you marry that man who's a ball player, who's a rapper, who's at the top of his stuff, mm-hmm. and he has access to the finest things, mm-hmm. including women. It's all kinds of stuff that's gonna. I'm definitely gonna get cheated on. Mm-hmm. I just might find out. We just might get in an altercation or two. Mm-hmm. But I definitely <laughs> feel like everyone is gonna be like, well, you know, are the perks? You gonna wait out? Mm-hmm. You gonna wait up? See, see what you. I want. mean, but she gonna ain't you beating my ass though. Like I feel like no, I don't she want said parts. She I don't want parts. But she found out. Oh, you no, 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 no. This, okay, okay, guys. <laughs> I would never. I have no more toxic in me. No, no. <laughs> The second that I get a hint of crazy, I'm out like Wait. so fast. Like, uh-uh. we're not doing toxic no more. Like, I just think that, and then what? I wonder what you grew up seeing or what you think is normal. And again, we talked about that in one of these episodes. Like, what's normal to us is not normal to somebody else. So, yeah. so normal might be toxic for somebody yes, Literally. Right. So, so used to complete right. dysfunction. That is like anything other than that is like dysfunction for them. Yeah. Like, somebody love me, somebody hugging me, somebody like, what? Like, you know what I mean? So. 
So yeah, I, I feel like it was other stuff. We probably going circle back again once I think about some stuff. But let's jump into our first segment. Uh, you ready to tell your story? Yes. All right, let's jump into our first segment. I got a story to tell. story so i'm 30 years old and <laughs> okay. that's where i'm gonna start right <laughs> okay is this like a single story or is it like whatever your life you want to share your life story how you got here and all yeah this? so i'm gonna just do a story on how i got here okay. so i just turned 30 in august so as you know when you guys came in you're like how long have you been here i've only been here like six seven months mm -hmm. love this space absolutely love what it what do you do um, i do hair body waxing teeth whitening just complete image consulting. I really want to help women with their image. Mm -hmm. You got a new career. Uh, you've got your first six-figure job. You know, how do I come into this role and look my best for this role? Mm -hmm. I really don't know how to get my hair done, how I should style it. Mm -hmm. I really don't know what's the best beauty treatments. I want to go into the board feeling my best. How do I match the outside with the inside? Gotcha. So that's what I want to do for a living. I just want to help women feel their best. And okay. we, should, we should feel and look our best always. So. So how'd you get here? So that's what I do here. Um, how did I get here? Uh, okay, so growing up, I always knew I wanted to be my own boss, right? I didn't know what form of fashion this was going to turn into. It was literally like life's experiences leading you up to this moment. So growing up, I wanted to be a doctor. Like mm -hmm. I, I love babies. Um, I'm very empathetic. Mm -hmm. Love helping people. So I thought I always wanted to be a doctor. I got into high school and I found myself loving to do hair. Mm -hmm. So now maybe like 10 years old, I taught myself how to braid my okay. own hair because I started to like boys in my like fifth grade, <laughs> right? And you know, we used to wear hair braids and I'm like, man, my mom's not doing my hair enough. Like, I want my braids fresher. Mm -hmm. Like, I gotta go to school on Monday again. <laughs> I want my braids done every weekend. So mm -hmm. I taught myself how to braid my own hair so that I could be cute for school. <laughs> okay. So I could be cute for school, so you're not gonna meet my little crushes order. So I taught myself how to braid, right, mm -hmm. at 10 years old. Got into high school. Um, I went to a vocational high school in Delaware. It's the first historically black high school. So it was okay. the first school to give out high school degrees. Okay. Um, so historic right there. Um, I went through that whole rotation and they had a cosmetology rotation. Mm -hmm. Love that, of course. I was already messing around doing hair. Um, they had a nursing program, so I was like, dang, I can do this too. <laughs> right. I found myself attracted to so many things. Mm -hmm. Nursing, carpentry, I even love that as well. Um, so looking back at my experience, I see that I have hands. I can do so many things with my hands. Mm -hmm. I just, anything, mm -hmm. money, it's right here. <laughs> um, so I went through high school. I told myself that, you know what, I do. I want to be my own boss and I want to own a hair salon, but... I really don't want people to mess with my money, so let me study entrepreneurship and finance. So I chose to go that route in high school. I taught myself accounting, finance, got into that. Then I decided to chase a career that was all about money. Mm -hmm. And that was literally the worst thing I could have done. I decided to choose a career that was just going to make me a ton of money that I wasn't really passionate about. It didn't bring me any greatness, mm -hmm. but it did build my ego up like there was a sense of feeling like powerful when I'm coming down the hallway mm -hmm. with some high heels right. on and I know I'm going into this meeting I'm in high school but like this power trip was crazy mm -hmm. to me I loved it mm -hmm. I loved 
this power trip. <laughs> I was the state student council president, mm-hmm. um, vice president for my class, president of this thing. Like, I love that power, like a feeling powerful mm-hmm. and influential. So then I just chased a career um, merely off of money. Um, got into banking after college. Absolutely hated it. I was working around people who hated their job. Mm-hmm. And they're 30 years older mm-hmm. than me. And I'm just sitting here like, how can I make this stretch 50 more years of my life? Like, I'm 20 years old. I'm like, how can I do this another 50? Like, they're waiting for retirement. They don't even want to be here. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are tainting my cup. You guys are putting all kinds of bad air in here. It just mm-hmm. doesn't, it wasn't inspiring. I didn't know what I was doing there. And... Um, I remember my daughter's grandmother, she asked me one question one day. So she would watch my daughter. Mm-hmm. She would watch my daughter. She would pick her up from school if I got home too late. So one day I came to pick her up and she's like, how's work? I'm like, yeah, it mm-hmm. was work. She's like, well, what would you do if money didn't matter? And I was like, well, I guess I would do hair. Like, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. That was always my hustle. Right. Hair was always my hustle. So I'm like, I guess I would do hair. So... I literally took that question. It did not leave my mind for mm-hmm. weeks. And I was like, I'm about to go do something I really love to do. So um, I didn't quit my job immediately. I went to beauty school part-time. Okay. Now that took like two years. Because <laughs> it was part-time. Because it was part-time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, you can't get, quit your job. Once you start making money, right, right. how do we go back? Right, right. How, how are you just going to quit? You know, we had a house. <laughs> we had you cars. Had yeah. I was yeah. like, couldn't do it so I went part-time and then I got towards the end I'm like I think I got like three months left mm-hmm. I was like listen I'm just gonna quit and live off of my tax return mm-hmm. I thought okay <laughs> I guess the time that I thought I had left was just a few months more mm-hmm. <laughs> so instead of being done around like April I was really done in like June or July so it stretched a little longer than right. I expected um, and then immediately after that, well, while I was in school, I remember my instructors always saying, you don't have to be tied behind the chair. You don't just have to do hair. Mm-hmm. With this cosmetology license, we learn so much hair, skin, nails, this, that. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever. So that's something that always stuck in my brain, that I don't have to be stuck behind the chair. So as I left beauty school, I went to go into hair salon. I wanted to do hair, mm-hmm. love to do hair. It's my passion, love to make you beautiful. My whole game plan with it was I'm going to go work at these white salons so I can learn how to cut, so I can learn how to color in a different type of fashion mm-hmm. or way. But in in my assessment, I just assumed that they did it better, mm-hmm. more precise, like, just something different, like, oh, well, we don't really cut her hair. Like, I don't know, maybe they do it in detail. Like, I felt like I needed to go there and scope out some yeah. other stuff, you know, and, and mm-hmm. bring back. Like, mm-hmm. all right, take this and bring back. And so I literally treated the beginning of my career as stepping stones. Every salon I worked for, every person I worked for, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here for a year or two. Maximum was two years. Mm-hmm. I gave myself two years at any place. And then I would say, all right, it's time to take my talent somewhere else. So I never mm-hmm. thought of myself in a negative fashion. I always thought, all right, after two years, I'm taking my talents somewhere so, else. Right. I'm not leaving you. I'm not doing anything like that. But I'm just taking my talent <laughs> somewhere else. I'm right. taking it to the next place, mm-hmm. like to the next stone. So I went from the first salon to the next salon, all of them working with men. Mm-hmm. 
all male owners hated it. <laughs> I Why? hated it. I just feel like say men but maybe the men that I did work for they just definitely I guess working closely with men there is some type of detachment and they're something something mm -hmm. they can't see like a full complete picture okay. like I feel like women we can see the whole 360 men it's like a little sliver <laughs> that's just not quite there well, not and it has to do slower. with the heart <laughs> like a little heartless, a little careless, <laughs> a little mm -hmm. just not too nice. More business, less kind of like emotion. Yeah, but I feel like that's a good piece to have. You cannot mm -hmm. completely ignore the heart because people around you have it. So you can't act and operate mm -hmm. in a way. No Especially one's a, a robot. in a beauty industry, people yeah. want to care about the And you're working mm -hmm. with this a lot of women, so get with it or... Right. Or just own it and don't work here. Like, just, just get out. You know, it's a girls' club. That's how I feel. It should be a, a genuine girls' club. A man shouldn't come into the female space and it like brings it down. I agree with it. I agree with it. Yeah. So that's that was a lot of experiences that I had. Um, and so I took all of these good and bad experiences of working mm -hmm. with people in the salons. Um, and I remember doing hair at 20th and JFK. Loved the salon. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I was just bored, tired, couldn't learn anything from the people I were I was working with. And I'm like, I don't have to do hair anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be stuck behind a chair, just like my teacher said. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yes, let's go learn a different skill so I can offer my clients more mm -hmm. than just hair services. Right. So I went to go work for the European Wax Center. I worked there for about three years, and two and a half years. And literally, remember I said two years, I gave myself right, right, two right. years. I speak it into existence. So when I started there, I said, okay, two years. You know, I stayed there two and a half years. Those last six months after the two years, so many negative things just mm -hmm. started to happen. My vibe started to change. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's time to go. I said it. <laughs> and the universe is like, all right, girl, you said you yeah, were girl. leaving after right, two right. years. Come on, you're ready. Let's go. Um, and it's so funny because I felt like I got so used to working for the European Wax Center and working for that company. Um, I had to work really long hours. I had to work every 14 days in a pay period to get the check that I want. You know, mm -hmm. I had to do at least two doubles in that time frame to get the check that I okay. want. Wow. So I had to kill myself to like live the lifestyle that I wanted. And then outside of that, I'm still doing hair. So mm -hmm. literally, I'm you always working. Right, right. And then, you know, I'm so much fun. So I'm still going out. I'm, <laughs> all of that. I'm still going out. And then I'm still waking up the next morning like mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm here right back at it to mm -hmm. do it right. all again today. Um, but how'd you start? How'd you get here then? Okay, hold on. Are, are you missing a piece? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get some more wine while you think about it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, wait, what was I just saying? Oh my god. You talking about the European Six months too long. Right, okay. Next so, happening. I got sick. No, I didn't get sick. I was, um, I think I had like a bad workout one day. I like to work out as well. It's very therapeutic for me. Gets my mind in the right place. Mm -hmm. Love a good run. Um, yeah, so I think I had a bad workout one day and literally broke my back. The next morning, I was dead. Woke up at four in the morning like, <gasps> what happened to my back, right? So I went to work. I was about to be on a stretch of 15 days straight. Mm -hmm. 15 shifts 
straight. But I was ready because I'm like, oh, I'm about to get all this check. Watch out, but love it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I go to work. I'm like, wow, this really hurts. When I kick my leg out, my back, everything is just hurting, hurting, mm-hmm. hurting. I did half of my shift that day. You couldn't do it. I never do that. I love what I do, so I I never call out. I never leave early. Mm-hmm. I love my girls. Um, I never want to inconvenience you. Like I, I really hate despise doing that. So I literally had to cancel that day. So I felt so bad. It was so hard to get an appointment with me. So I'm like, oh my god, everybody mm-hmm. who I had to cancel today is gonna be so upset. Mm-hmm. Like I hope you don't have a vacation to go to. <laughs> like, nobody wants to cheat on their wax girl. It's like. Mm-hmm. You really don't want to do it. So, um, I remember I had to go to the emergency room because my back just was not getting any better. Went to the emergency room and I was just sitting there like, wow, they don't even offer me health insurance. Oh, wow. You bring it on the hours? Like, I'm literally on my feet every single day, sometimes double shifts on my feet. I never had the back of my knees hurt. Girl, the back of my knees <laughs> were hurting from standing so long. So um, I was in the hospital. I was just like, yeah, this is it. I was like, I'm going to be 30 in seven months. Mm-hmm. I'm not working for anyone after the age of 30. So I opened up my phone. I found my manager's name and said, hi, you can find my official resignation in your email. Effective yeah, today. Mm-hmm. Just that quick, just in the, just like that. I was like, I have to light some fire under my ass so I can do what I need to do. If I, I'm, I'm so consumed with making this money, I will never leave. Mm-hmm. I'll never leave if I don't just like jump. Like and that's what a lot of us do. It's what like, else? but it's so hard. It. It's, it's when it comes to the money. It's about the money. How can I just quit? How do you just quit a job? Where is my income going to come from tomorrow? Like, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, scary thing I've ever I quit done. Jobs. It's so scary. It's. It's scary because to me, it's not it's not the money, it's the it's the stability or the the guarantee or the, the lifestyle. Yeah, like yeah. it's the security of it. So it's like I know that we we can our hands we can make money doing anything, but it's like yeah. I know like for now when we make money, like you gotta make a certain amount of like you gotta have clients, right? For me, I have to have a certain amount of therapy clients. I have to do a certain amount of dare the whole presentation yes. in two weeks. Like I got yes. so now it's like to your point, you be like that fire under our asses, mm-hmm. but it's like at the end of the day. If I still was at my job, I was at, I would be like chilling. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. right on the email. Or you wouldn't have the time. Or, or you I wouldn't have the time to do it. So it's like, that to me is the piece I have now. Like the, the way I can move and do what I want and sit. When I come get my wax and sit with you for an hour and have a little like, you know Like that's the freedom I want. And I think to get the point your teacher made about not standing behind a chair, our professor told us the same thing about having no walls and no ceilings. So right. what does that life look like with no walls and no ceilings? It looks like I can come get a wax and sit with my sister for another hour mm-hmm. and not being like, oh my God, I got to get to work. Yes. Even I went to a funeral yesterday and my cousin was like, oh, I got to go back to work. I'm not going to be too. She was like, you know, and I'm just like, listen, people swear oh. me don't work. <laughs> people swear me and Sarah don't work. Like, no, we do work. But the way we work is it works for us. And we mm-hmm. make sure that we not, I mean, and, and I have a, a, regular, <laughs> a regular job. But at the same time, like, I'm not against 9 to 5, necessarily. I just feel like it's going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. again, I, I, I just sometimes you just feel like like you was in the, in the emergency room. Like, they don't even pay me for health insurance. Yes. They don't even got health insurance. Everything I would think, like, y'all, yep. I would think like, y'all don't pay me enough for me to have to learn new systems, have extra clients, do trainings. On, like, I feel like once you ask for me, me to do something else, you know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I am able to do it. So, so yeah, we, we understand. Listen, we get you right here with it. I, I personally don't have that jump like you got, but listen. It took a while to get there, though. Like, imagine, I thought that I was going to hit this peak or just some type of level of success so many years ago. Mm -hmm. like, I, like I was telling you when I was in high school, I had this, mm -hmm. this hunger, right? So mm -hmm. I thought immediately, fresh out of high school, I was about to take off. Mm -hmm. Take off. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this time of like finally just like letting all my fears go and just going for it, like just happened now mm -hmm. at 30, well, right. 29. Mm -hmm. 29, I wish it happened a lot sooner, but it couldn't have. Right, I'm saying, oh, you had to have all the experience. You had to yes. have that, that kind of like light bulb moment where it's like, wait, why am I here? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I doing this? But then you could take everything that you learn and it's all, it, everything works together. Yeah. So like, right. A got to equal, like, you got to use A, B, C to all right. get with And a lot of times we put so much stuff on like necessarily an age and it's just like, it's not about the age, it's about the things that you need regardless mm -hmm. because you need to go through what you went through mm -hmm. and be like, all right, bye. Right. I don't regret it all. I, I really don't. I really love the life I live. <laughs> right, right. And then I think, too, when I was talking to somebody the other day, and he was just like, you know, you feel like because it seems so far away that you're not on the right path. He was mm -hmm. like, you're on the right path. He said, but you get upset when it says Philly 72 miles away. <laughs> and he was like, no matter how many miles away it is, as long as you stay on that path, you're going to get there. And I right. Because the time like, is going to go anyway. Yeah. For you, it's like, you know. At thirty, you wish you know you could have been doing whatever, but it's like we we're on the right this right path for whatever reason, and yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so then you from the hospital, Richard Resident, right? Wrote that up. Did not see COVID happening whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like this was a big shocker. We were also invested in it. I think, I know I quarantined for like two months. Mm -hmm. Was so happy at cooking every day. Right. We became our new selves. We didn't even know it. Right. But after two months, I was like, I'm bored. I'm bored with sleeping. I'm bored with cooking. I'm bored with eating. Everything was just like, I can't do this anymore. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. And I just started to open my mind up to what COVID could really be, mm -hmm. potentially. And I just kind of wrote it off, wrote it off for the most part in my like head. COVID exist? Or it's just not what they say it is, more so. <laughs> okay. Um, and then just being out here in the experience of it, right? So it's just like somebody telling you, oh, yeah, no, don't mess with that person. We don't like her. Like, she's mean. It's like, well, I'm just going to experience it for myself. It's like the news is like, don't go out here, y'all. It's bad. But it's like, well, we've been out here. And we're not getting sick. And, like, we're good. And, like, everything's fine. I'm afraid of Go ahead. So, <laughs> so I'm like, outside. And I was here to do this. So I started working. I started doing waxes in my house because... I'm sitting at home for months now. Mm -hmm. Where's the income? Mm -hmm. Don't have it. Now I'm spending up all the money that I saved. Like, I'm supposed to be spending right. this on my business. Mm -hmm. Not on living at home. And I was living lavishly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Salmon every day? Crabs? Oh, I was at the grocery store every single day. That was the only place to go. Right. Where were you going? For me, it was the grocery store already. It was crazy. Yeah, right. I'd be already right every day. Just go to Target. I'm a CVS girl. I'm a CVS girl, too. Right ain't have a discount for so. CVS gives you extra bucks. Literally, I get money off of everything I buy already. Really? Yeah, you know. It's a card you sign up for. It's their savings discount card. Y'all never go to Rite Aid and got your number? No. I don't know. So I need to put your number when I go to Rite Yeah, you could. 
I do that. So I don't even got a number at ready. Like I don't even know. But you can sign up for a savings card. It's yeah, not that's not for that. Like who do who does that anymore? If, if you, you want to save already, money on everything, if you, you already got a savings card, you are not signing up for no new savings cards. Okay. Right. I do that with no, my ex. Don't they have the little thing and you scan it at the register? It's like, oh, I don't got a card. Can you just scan it? No. Oh. Well, they don't even want to give you those anymore. The courtesy they card, add it up, you get like free food, like a free turkey or something. So they're not going to give you that. I hate drinking. So, <laughs> so you start no, with no, no, no. <laughs> Did the waxes in the house? I met so many people that, so many women that I would not have met had mm-hmm. COVID not happened. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, wow, this is kind of amazing as well. Had the European Wax Center not been closed down, had Naked Peach not been closed down, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have oh, met so you found your any of you through the shutdown. Yeah, so many people were mm-hmm. able to find me. So many of my friends or clients made referrals. Mm-hmm. A couple of different girls found me like, oh my God, you just quit at the European Wax Center and I didn't know where to find you. Mm-hmm. They found me on Instagram. So that will always be like a nice reunion mm-hmm. of like seeing everybody who I left because I left so abruptly. Right. right. I always told my girls like, I will tell you before I leave. You did. I will tell you, I will tell you, I will tell you. Life happened. I'm mm-hmm. a fire sign. I will just... <laughs> Just gonna make a move so mm-hmm. quick, so out of nowhere, so all of a sudden. Um, so I was doing waxes at my house, and it was a good summer. Like the love was crazy. My living room was hot. Mm-hmm. It was so hot. People like, trying to get out there. Okay, listen, people ain't been waxing. Everyone was that taking first wax, that first wax after <laughs> after, after quarantine. After, do you you wax yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, you ain't had this problem. But listen, the first wax after COVID was like. that was for everybody that was for everybody so i met so many people during covid um my birthday came around to august and the crazy thing is is i saw this space like two years ago when it was just a dream of mine to have my own space and the building wasn't even done so the photos that i seen were just like the markups Mm -hmm. um and after COVID happened, so it's July that I'm trying to look for a lease, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's been six months. I have no pay history. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. get paid for months. So I'm like, who's going to right. Who's gonna mm-hmm. let me lease from them? Like, I have no, right. no pay stubs, no anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how is this going to work out? Um, so I was looking at a completely different studio, mm-hmm. completely different aesthetic, and... I was like, oh, I could make this work. I could make this work. Like, I'm like, I could go with the smaller studio. It's cheaper. I'll be able to, like, I'll have more peace of mind because it's cheaper, right? So that's what I'm thinking, thinking about the money. But I didn't like the space. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I felt like I would have certain people come in and be like, because uh, that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was literally about to sign this lease one day. It was like July 5th or something like that. And um, the guy was pressuring me. He's like, you have until today to come in and sign it or we're going to, you know, let it go up to somewhere else. I was just like, oh, my God, what Mm -hmm. am I going to do? Am I going to sign? Am I going to deny it? Because if I say no to this place, where where else am I going to go? I didn't show up. I didn't go to sign that lease. I called this building at 9 a.m. as soon as they opened. Hi, um, my name is Adriana. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a space with any running water. Do you have any available? He said, yes. We have one available. I said, great. Can I come see you today? Mm-hmm. He said, yes. Met up. I didn't, over the phone, I didn't tell him any of my worries, <laughs> anything like that. Hi, mm-hmm. yeah, can I come see you? Great, thank you. We walked into this room and I absolutely, mm-hmm. I fell in 
love. So I turned around immediately and I'm like, hi, um, I need to make this work. Mm-hmm. I don't have any pay history, but I have good credit. Mm-hmm. Can we, you know, is there another way? No, you know what I said? I said, what's the application process? Mm-hmm. He told me the process. I said, okay, can we do it this way? Mm-hmm. I don't have any pay stubs, but I have good credit. Can we just like run, run the credit check and do it that way? He's like, oh, he's like, you know, I've done that for, you know, a tenant or two. Like, I'm sure that would be no problem. Mm-hmm. If anything, you know, the owner would probably want to meet you, you know, mm-hmm. have a conversation or something. No worries. Love it. He sent me the application that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy application. It was so in-depth, like, they were asking for all kinds of stuff. So I literally looked at it and was, like, intimidated immediately. People be intrusive. I'm out of here. I know. I hate when people be intrusive. Like, I got the money. Like, why? I hate intrusive. They just wanted something. I'm like, no, I'm not giving up bank statements. I'm not giving up anything. Take this pay stub. But you're not getting my bank statements. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this with anybody. Like, this this is really a lot right now. It's not happening. He's like, Adriana. So I, I, I sent him a message like, hey, this looks really crazy. I don't think I should sign. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, Adriana, just fill out that front page and just send it back to me. Like, everything's going to be fine. He's like, I told you it looks really crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And here we are. Like, it all the firm. So talk worked about it. out. It mm-hmm. all worked out. Why the firm? The firm. So I wanted, I, I like power. <laughs> Statement pieces and, and powerful names. So, one of the first businesses that I ever thought about, it, it had that same pretense in it. So, the the firm, I want it to be the bar. Like, this is the place. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so powerful to me. The firm. Like, the only firm. You're, I don't know. It's, it's dope. I just love it. It's dope. <laughs> it just came to you. Right. Yeah. So, this if you is where you want to come to consult, this is the firm. Right. I'm about to say, like, if you guys really are looking for, like, a dope setting, like, where you can get waxing. It's just not waxing. She does teeth whitening. She does hair. She does a bunch of stuff here. So, like, definitely check out The Firm. It's The Firm on Instagram, right? Yes, The Firm Image Co. Okay, yeah. So, sis is really out here really doing it. Like, I trust her. I don't, you know. Waxes are, like, intrusive. Right? They right. Are very personal. Yes. <laughs> but I trust my sis. And um, definitely where I come in to, to get service here and. I be telling down all the time, like, I enjoy it. Like, I used to go to the European Wake Center. I didn't like it. I didn't mm-hmm. have two bad experiences. And you was like, it ain't going to be that bad. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I'm going to trust you. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, check her out. Um, the Firm Image Co. Anything else you want to share about your uh, story? About my story? Um, I don't think there's much else to share about my story. But what I can say, okay, um... I guess I can note on this throughout my a theme throughout my lifetime and experiences working with other women has been I'll find um, I may find that women think I'm fake mm-hmm. or they there's something about me so I'm too happy I'm too charismatic I'm coming in like oh this is too fake like why is she always like this like she just come on too hard strong like mm-hmm. too much too happy whatever whatever um but that's definitely one thing that I honestly, truly love about myself is the power I have over myself. The realization of knowing whatever you want to experience, you can. And so I really wish that I could go back and tap all those women who I bothered, where literally my spirit just bothered you. Mm-hmm. Literally me just being me bothered you. 
but you could have learned something from me. Mm -hmm. You could have been, you could have asked like, wow, you know what? I'm pretty sure you go through a lot of life. How do you just come in here every single morning mm -hmm. and you just, you just have this whole new slate every single day? Ask me that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's figure out how you can right. take on some of these attributes. Because if you see something within me, it's something you can possess right. as well. Right. So, and so get your happy on too, sis. Right, right. Like, get your happy on. That's gonna be the name of the podcast. So get, get your happy, happy on. on. Don't forget that. Get your happy on. I'm not because I feel like on. I already feel like I feel it. Get your happy on. If yeah. I say it five times throughout the episode, <laughs> no, but that's real. That's real. And one thing you mentioned is that that power that we have over ourselves, like that command, like we can speak life every day over our situation, yes. like over our life. Like yes. we don't have to wake up and be miserable. Like my right. friend today was talking to me about how um, they felt, and I'm just like. Well, what are you going to do to change that? Right. Like, we can stay in this space. We're so solution-oriented. Right. We can stay in this <laughs> Some space. Some people see that as being insensitive. But I'm not like because I'm you don't have to say it. No, because we well. always promote feel your feelings. Right. I want you to feel it. And then. But you don't have to stay here. So, right. all right. So, you woke up feeling like this. Mm -hmm. You did what you had to do. You cried. You did everything you had to do. Now what? Now what? Right. Because you, you can't go out through the whole day like this. Right. Because you got a whole day to experience life. We're not about to be sad and upset. Yeah. The whole day, yes. like, or you're not gonna be angry the whole day, like, come speak that over it. Like, you have the power to be happy, mm -hmm. get your happy on, so yeah, get your peace on, get your love on. Like, it's a whole bunch of stuff that you can, you know, what I mean, we don't have to be miserable. And I think that miserable people bother me, so it's like, true, I don't Can't need your, me. I don't need your right. miserable spirit around me because, like, life is a gift, and whether you gotta see, and we talk about this, finding the joy, find this. Literally search for it. Like, right. What do you love? Right. Go do, if you are miserable, go do what you love so you are no longer that way. So right. you don't feel that way. Do what you love because right. I think that those type of people don't like seeing people do what they love because they can't find it in themselves to do what they want to do. So it's just like, dang, she, she doing what she want to do. She doing what she loves. She out here. It's kind of like the must be nice people. It's like, but reminding you what you're not doing. And literally, that's it. Yeah. So just get on your shit. But like, you can do it too. Like, like you can do too, but I think it takes sacrifice and it takes like commitment, right? Because even now with me studying, I don't want to study, right? But I know that I'm taking a test on Monday, and it's like if I want to get to where I want to get to in life, like, and I think that's the part that people miss. They don't see that part. They don't see the work. They didn't see you grinding in your house during COVID. Like, right. really, you still was putting yourself at risk, right? They didn't see that's that part, right. but you had a goal. Sure. Like, you had a goal, and they'll look where you're at, like. Mm -hmm. You're in a dope location, like people don't, so they see this, but they don't see mm -hmm. that. No. Right. And I think and that's a lot of people. Out. A lot of people. Right. And I feel like it's funny because in my Instagram bio, one of the quotes that I've always had on my Instagram bio, as long as I had an Instagram bio, is say, um, my my don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's say, um, my accomplishments may seem effortless, but I work smart my itch or something like that mm -hmm. but I feel like people just think your accomplishments look so effortless which is fine because low-key like you only need to see my grind like and I'm that type of person where you more than likely won't see you know the behind the scenes mm -hmm. like they think it's effortless what you do what you got what you do what you got they think everything is effortless but it's like I work smart you know I work hard so I say smart mm -hmm. <laughs> I ain't about to work no hard right. but <laughs> I say smart so it's just like yeah like this mm -hmm. stuff is, is I work smart for, to get where I'm at mm -hmm. We work smart to get where yeah. we at. Yeah. It's a whole journey. Yeah. It didn't start yesterday. It started when we were born. Right. And even today, right, I was listening to the Get Grown podcast, and it's like, they're celebrating four years. And so, like, when you listen to this season, you're like, oh, man, they on this and they're on that. And it's just like, yo, they started four years ago. Right. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So like but four then, years ago we wasn't even in grad school. Right. So that commitment, you know what I mean? Right. That commitment to it, like your the commitment to your grind. Like, how committed are you? That's a question you need to ask these people that, you know, look at us and be like, well, I don't know why she's so happy. She happy because she's living in her purpose. Right. She happy because she's waking up every day doing what she loves. Like, I'm not saying you don't have other things in life that, you know, may attempt to get you down, but yeah. start walking in your purpose and see how happy you are. But that, and I'm so committed to just mm-hmm. gaining everything that's meant for me mm-hmm. that I don't want to taint a single thought that I put in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not ever about to think negatively about myself. Mm-hmm. Any situation I'm going through, I just can't because I'm committed to getting the best. Mm-hmm. Right. I literally just want the best. Right. So I feel like if I keep my mind in like the best space and place, all right, the best will come. Like somebody right. just hit my car the other day. Mm-hmm. I get outside like, oh okay, all right. and I'm like, you know, I have to wake up in five hours. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I can't be upset. I need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I slept like a baby. I woke up the next day, went to work, everything is still going. Mm -hmm. There's a solution. We're good. Fine. Mm -hmm. I have to catch an Uber today. This got to happen. This got to happen. It's okay. But we have a solution. So let's still enjoy the day. I can still enjoy my rest. I can Mm -hmm. still enjoy everything else, even though this just happened. And I guess that's the thing is a lot of us don't have those coping skills. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't feel like I, I definitely didn't have the best childhood, right? So there's all those things that come in. But... I feel like it was me looking back on life Mm -hmm. and all those uh, traumatic experiences, you know, childhood stuff like that, to where I was able to find lessons in them. Mm -hmm. And that's that resilience. So then change the action Mm -hmm. going forward. So now it's like no longer like owning all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait, you don't take it all. Like, well, yeah, your mom and your dad hurt you. It's okay. You can still go live a better life. Like, and still love them too. Because when you get to a place where, Yes. You have taken off yourself. It's, it's like, like about love. I can love you. Yes, from a distance. Or from a distance. Because boundaries, because boundaries are real and important. Yeah. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. So, name? so what you can, you know, for what you can take and love them yeah. for what you know how your level of what you can take. So yeah, I think that's important. So that was a dope story, sis. I think I think we helped a lot of people with that segment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helped oh. me and encouraged me because I can choose now. Like you yeah. know, so yeah. All right, so let's jump into our next segment. Don't believe the hype. Don't, don't, don't believe the hype. Don't, 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 don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the Why you don't seem enthused? Because you don't have a myth? Why would I seem enthused? Uh, Adriana, is there a myth um, surrounding mental health in the black community, community that you often hear people talk about her that you grew up hearing or what you feel? Um, yeah, I feel like the myth, the first thing that comes to my mind, um, I think I'm pretty family oriented, so I think this is where I'm going to go with it. Um, but the one myth is I, I hear black men repeat it a lot. Black women, y'all just so strong. Y'all just so much stronger than us. Y'all just so much stronger than us. And I feel like that belief right there, it gives men so many passes Mm -hmm. to, you know, give us a lot of experiences, (laughs) positive or negative, however they may be. But then they also, us believing and repeating that as well, I feel like it puts us in, in a chair to take on 
more things mm-hmm. than are even necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, we really believe that, oh, yeah, I'm strong enough. I can do all this. And I personally, I definitely feel like I've been in that place before mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, I could keep doing this. Like, I hate it here, but, like, I'm strong. And, like, there's maybe there's more good days than bad. But, like, I'm strong enough. We could keep doing this. And the amount of wear and tear that it takes down on a woman, especially who's working, who has a kid, mm-hmm. who's trying to be in a relationship who's trying to take care of her family, whatever else, whatever else, trying to be the strong one all the time is really exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's really exhausting. And it's so hard to be a woman. And I really feel like some days I really like, I think, who cares about the woman? Like, mm-hmm. who really cares? Mm-hmm. And that's why you got the firm. Who cares? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true, though. I, I do think that... I do think that, that, that men feel like automatically, like, oh, they can handle yeah. Like, even when you look at people they like who you know they don't take care of their kids. It's like, how do you go to sleep every night and not worry about how your child is? Because the woman going to Because she got it. She, oh, she she got it. My, my kid's cool. Like, why do you... Why? why who, who told y'all that? Like, y'all made that up. Who said that? Right. But for me, I'm like, why... When does it become inspiring? Mm-hmm. Like, when is it less of like... And it's not even like a badge of honor because... They don't even give it to us with grace. Like, oh, you're so strong, queen. Oh, my God. It's like, girl, you're strong. It's really tough right. love. Right. Like, right. It's, it's such tough love. Like, where is the other side going right. to kick in? Are you going to be inspired to be just as strong? Mm-hmm. No. At some point? Like, or you talk about your mom. Oh, my mom is so strong. Well, where is your, where is your strength? <laughs> like, where? And maybe they have grown grown up with some strong women as well. Some mm-hmm. mothers, some single mothers, some mothers who worked all these jobs and just like, oh my mom. But I think that some men see it and like, oh, the you know, women now can do it since I saw my mom do it. But then some men we be like, you know what? I know my mom shouldn't have had to do all that. Mm-hmm. Like and I've seen that, so I know that I'll do better mm-hmm. to support a woman and not have her be the strong mm-hmm. one. Oh, and I also think that it's something with them too where they feel like they have to be strong but they don't you know you, men are already supposed to be strong like if you want to say like their stereotype or whatever so it's not like they're not going to double it say like a strong black man like it's already like they're already strong like you know what right. I mean they're black men they strong yeah they right, right, strong. right and that's a right. lot of stuff that they got to carry too so I wonder when, when we ever see a point age we're going to get to that common place where we like recognize the strength of each other and then try to as a you know unit not even relationship wise but just like mm-hmm. as a people when are we gonna be able to like let's strengthen each other instead of like always like picking apart or or either depending on it or being like I'm gonna just do it by myself? Like when are we just gonna be able to like you help me, I help you, um, and let it be like that kind of equal playing field? Right. So I don't know. I was um, talking to my nephew, and this is crazy. We were talking about therapy because mm-hmm. he was telling me this story like how he wanted to be somebody else from kindergarten. My nephew's in the fourth grade now, so I'm like. You don't think that's a problem? Like, how many years has it been? And I was like, maybe you need to go talk to somebody about your aggression. Like, real simple, general, didn't say therapy, didn't say nothing. He was like, I don't need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> False. False. Like, nobody said. What did you just listen to? Yeah, like, nobody, line. you know. And um, my little sister was like, well, why, why, why would you want to go to therapy? Because there's nothing wrong with it. You always say that. It don't right. have to be anything wrong with your therapy. Nothing. So Sydney was like, do you always go to the doctor when you're sick? He was like, no, I go for checkups. She was like, do you always go to the dentist when you have a toothache? He was like, no, I go to the dentist for checkups. She was like, that's the same thing with your mind. Like, you have to understand that you have to take care of your mind, too. 
Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't just think that because something is wrong, I have to go to therapy. And then, of course, you know, black parents being black parents, my dad is like, oh, Ashley just trying to recruit you for one of her clients. I'm like, honestly, he could never be my client because he's my nephew. So, like, ethically, right. ethically like, that doesn't work. Right. Um, but, again, growing up in that black household, like, these are the things that are being reinforced. And, I, and my dad was joking, but it's just like, those are like things joking that are... Joking serious because those, those are the things, things that, that are being... Talking. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are things that are being reinforced to you, like... And so, um, then Zion just started asking people in the house, like, do you think I need therapy? And I'm like, yo, bro, you're not even about to go down this road. Like, you're going to the extreme. But it was like, you know, like, for him to have that mindset at nine already about therapy, like, that is something bad. Like, and yeah, I is a legit therapist. So it was like, I, I felt like I failed him. Like, how? Right. You know what I mean? Like, how, how yeah. don't you want to go, like, you're already growing up as this black man that is already looking at therapy like, well, I don't got to do that. That ain't for me. Like, you other in therapy. Like, right. that's for them over there. That's not right. for me. Right. So, what do y'all think about that? Well, I remember growing up, it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Therapy wasn't a thing. Our parents didn't talk about it. Grandparents didn't talk about it. And the kids who may have therapy, it was like the bad kids mm-hmm. or like the kids who were very very poor and like may have already have some type of previous something to where they have a therapist or something mm-hmm. but it wasn't like common it wasn't the social norm to just have right. a therapist just like you said you see the dentist you see a doctor mm-hmm. well go see your mm-hmm. my doctor I didn't I never thought of it like that way so you said true. that I was like oh I kind of <laughs> got excited because I never heard it that way right but it's true yeah. though it's so definitely and again y'all know how I, I feel like I, I really be trying to think, y'all know my memory bit. Like, when did I even first know that therapy was a thing? Because I wasn't like, I feel like I wasn't 10, I wasn't 11. I feel like I didn't know that therapy was, I didn't know that therapy was an option for people who weren't like, uh, like schizophrenic or bipolar or had like a disorder that was um, a little bit more like, not that it had to be severe, but something that was, that seemed to be so much more severe than mm-hmm. like, Real anxiety, uh, right? right depression, anxiety, depression, yeah. um, adjust, you know, issues with adjusting or whatever the case may be. So, I really be trying to think like, well, when did I even know therapy was a thing? Like that, that people go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like sex. Like you don't talk about it. Right. Still, just like sex was sex. <laughs> like when a sex scene come on and you and you and your parents in the room, you like, you act like you ain't see. You close your eyes, you look the other way when you're young. Well, I don't know about you. I <laughs> What you think? I just grew up in a house with no rules. I, I had to close my eyes. I, I, I feel like your parents are a little bit more like young. No, like my we, parents are older. We couldn't watch Friday and stuff. Like I had to sneak there and watch it at my girl's house. Like my mom's house. We can't. My parents okay. didn't. Everything went down at mom's house though. Yeah. And then my aunts, like I would go watch the scary movies at my, at my auntie's house. Like I, my parents really did not. My dad didn't even really want us to listen to rap music. You remember my dad was a cop. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, well, he, he's retired. Like he didn't want us listening to that right. music. Well, your so parents like, didn't seem so like cool now it just seemed like hmm yeah because I mean, I, it got to a point where it's like okay i'm grown yet no not even i'm grown yet it's just like i'm listening to this like <laughs> sorry um but i remember um being in elementary school and and this is an issue i've had clearly my whole life um they jumped somebody in school right and my name got tossed into it because it was my friends i didn't have nothing to do with it, it wasn't nowhere near this jump but got in trouble so I'm being super, and I'm saying not super traumatic. Looking back on the nail, I, pro- I probably was definitely in my feelings. I wrote like a whole suicide note for what? Because I got in trouble at school. Like, so I had to go to therapy. Like, because of the note. Because of the right. note. And like, Summer showed them the note. Like, it was just like, 
So I had to go to therapy. I remember I had to talk to a school counselor. I, they took me to the ER that night. Then I had to go talk to a school counselor. Then I had therapy sessions with like this white lady that probably wasn't connecting with me and my family. So it wasn't, you know, I, I told my dad when to go back to therapy no more and I didn't go. So okay. that was my experience in therapy when I was like <laughs> in fifth grade, fifth grade or fourth grade. So I can say that my parents were proactive, well, maybe reactive because I wrote the note and then, but they weren't on it though. They, they definitely did put me in therapy. So how was that? Like, was that for a day, a week? Like, I don't know how many times we went, but I did not like going. I didn't. I remember crying because I didn't want to go. So that experience, you weren't like, oh, I want to be a therapist. No. Okay. I didn't want to be a therapist until, I don't even know when I wanted to be a therapist. Probably until you went to therapy. <laughs> well, I already started grad school before that. They happened oh. at the same time. Like, I started therapy and started grad school. So, like, it wasn't because, like, I saw, I went to therapy. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this. Like, no, it was like, I just felt like I had to go to grad school. So, like, okay, counseling is open. All right. <laughs> like, it did. It still didn't connect the dots. Like, girl, you're going to be a therapist if you go to school for counseling. Like, right. <laughs> Because you could have done so many different things, right, with that. With my school, with a counseling degree. I mean, I guess we could do other yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you meet so many different people. And it's just like, with so many different experiences. And it's like, yo, I get to talk to these people. Like, yep. and I get to talk to this 18-year-old. I get to talk to this 50-year-old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, y'all all got different stories to tell. And it's like, you know, and it, it helps me be a better person. It helps me be a better parent eventually when I have kids. Like, it's, it just helps me be a better person. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's literally a book of information. <laughs> book of True. information. What you tired, Danny? Okay. You're not giving me no energy tonight, sis. Listen, I had a rough day. Okay. Um, did we get to how I was feeling today? I feel like I didn't even tell you. Well, we can go back to it because you're not giving me nothing right now. I'm sorry. How you feeling? I had a long day. Let me tell you. I ordered food because I was working on my son's um, this packet for him this program. It was like. 20 pages, it was like all this different information, and then I had to put all of his report cards together, Terranova test, PSSA testing or something, references. Oh, you're super bombing right now. Listen, I was, <laughs> with this new printer, I had a scan, and I was doing all this. I'm like, let me order myself something to eat. I ordered myself some sushi. Don't you know the DoorDash man did not drop my food off? I'm sitting at my door like, he stole it? He stole it. Wow. Where you order from? DoorDash from um, the place I normally order from is this um, this sushi place in um, South Philly called Hibachi to go. Okay. So I'm hungry. So does it say delivered? It just didn't come up. Yep. Delivered. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> delivered. I'm standing there like, and I got a chair on my front porch. So it's just like, you could have put like, delivered, nothing. I messaged him because I had, this is the thing. He called me mm-hmm. and I said, okay, put it on a chair. And I walked downstairs. So I'm checking my app because this man drove, like, he was a, he was on my block. Like, you drove through my block with my sushi? Sir. And I'm just trying, I'm like, then I'm like, maybe the squirrel took it. Like, maybe the squirrels came and took it real quick or something. But I'm like, no, I was down there in two seconds. Like, ain't no squirrels coming to take my food. So I'm hungry. So I didn't eat. So the squirrel probably gave you your money back? Um, it was DoorDash. And yes, they did. They said it might take five to seven business days. <laughs> So sis hungry. Then I'm like, I'm gonna stop at the store and just pick me something up, but I ain't handle cash and it was no drive-through places on my way here. So literally I'm in the car eating fruit snacks and a bag of chips. And now I'm drinking wine and I'm starving. But well I had cauliflower in the car and one chicken like what? 
I should have told you. You should have told me you saw me. I mean, so many great restaurants on Second Street. <laughs> you can go get a hot cart. <laughs> <laughs> we almost done because yeah, y'all y'all can't see Donna's face. Y'all so can't today. Y'all right. can't see Donna's face. <laughs> yeah, she's yes, she definitely yes, is. Uh, <laughs> and Sarah texted me like, "You leave the house yet?" And I'm like, "No, I'm trying to get these." Mind you, I knew she didn't leave the house yet. She knew I didn't leave the house, and I'm like. Why are you asking me if I left the house when you know? That's funny because I, mean, I thought this was for seven. So I was like, oh, it's lit. <laughs> no, I'm like, I know I said six. But I'm like, when I seen her, she was still at home at like 545. I'm like. And I'm like, she won't text me, ask me if I left the house when you know I'm still in the house. That was your best go. Like, how you still no, in the house? I wasn't going to move any quicker because I was hangry. And I could. Like, you know how you when, you when you feel away, when you hangry, you angry, you just like. I just got to take my time so I don't get, so you don't snag on something or trip over something. Cause then I would have been pissed if I would have fell rushing or something. But listen, we're here. Whatever. That, that was my story. So don't ask me my story. I wasn't. That was just about Adriana. You don't want to tell the story when we hit this. I know, but I'm saying. you be okay. uh, This is why. Pray, can y'all just pray for me? Like it's me. I tell y'all every episode, like it's Donna always having something to say. No, it's Sarah. She knew I was home. She won't text me, ask me, did I leave? She knew I was home. She checked my location, didn't ask me where I was at. I'm home. Trying to hold you accountable. No, Thank you. To Sarah. To six o'clock. Not Adriana. Sarah is late to every single one of them. Do y'all have accountability partners? Are you guys each other's accountability partners? Um, Do you let anyone in enough to be accountability partners? I don't really... So I do have accountability partners, especially with this test. When we studying for this test, mm-hmm. um, I do get people that's like, "How's how's studying for today? You better be studying." Like if they right. see me posting on Instagram, like you better be studying. So mm-hmm. I do. Um, I'm learning that everybody can't know everything. Yep. Because everybody can't yep. handle everything. So yep. like I don't tell everybody everything. Um, I wasn't even gonna tell them about my test. I really wasn't. But I did. She probably got me one night. I was drinking some wine. You just said it today. No, I told you before when I was taking my test. I know, but I, it's not like I brought it back up to you. Like, I'm just acting, still act like I don't know. Because when you told me, I knew you was drunk. So I just was like... Drunk or just drink a wine? Drunk. When you told me, I'm like, all right. I don't, she ain't really... Like, it slipped. I know you ain't really mean to tell me. So I haven't brought it up to you because I know you didn't want to tell me. So I'm like, I ain't even going to bring it up because I know she don't want me to know. So I, I never even brought it up to you. But happy studying. <laughs> So yes, so yeah, do you have account- accountability partners? So I, I feel like I have a big trust issue with mm-hmm. people and I really, really want to work on that. So I do have trouble letting people into, wait, you know, is this a truth or, to, that you want to tell or not? It's, uh, I don't know. Truth? I have do no you have idea. something else to tell the truth about um, when we get to that segment? Maybe I think I should save it. I'll <laughs> <laughs> accountability partner may. I do have a friend in business who mm-hmm. we do call each other up. Hey, I think you should do this. Hey, I think you should do this. All right. So I feel like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably Does she know. do the same thing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right. So let's get to our next segment because Donna is hungry and we don't want her to be any more hangrier than what she is right now. So our next segment is um, Truth Is. So Adriana, you were telling us, you started telling us about the truth really quickly. So tell us, tell us some more about how you feel about trusting people. I have trust issues. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, where they stem? Everything stems from childhood, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I remember like one time as a kid, I asked my mom to like buy me these pair of sketches. 
Ooh. I was in like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Sketches just came out. Ugh, ugly. I can't believe it. Like they had like all mm-hmm. these blue. The they almost look like the little Air Maxes a little bit. How they got the Air Maxes? You know. <laughs> Just that line we that going or something. <laughs> we know, we know, we know sketchers can't compare. But I was really in love with them and I remember my mom saying she would get them for me and they just didn't show up. Or they didn't show up on time. So I probably got them like so far long after because I do remember getting them. But I'm like, this is way long after. <laughs> What if she was like, afford it? wow, I can't even trust my parents. <laughs> but what if she could afford That's it? That's pretty attractive. Well, she really couldn't. You well, know? maybe she didn't give you a time frame. She said she would get them, but yeah. she didn't tell you. But, what. you know, I'm a kid, you know, and I also feel like I'm a good kid. I don't know. I guess you don't know your parents' pockets. I don't know. Either way, it worked out. It stuck with me. And mm-hmm. it was definitely a defining moment for myself of, like, you have to depend on you. Like, wow. How old I was 10. So you think that's where your entrepreneurial spirit sparked it? Well, yeah. I don't know if that was necessarily the entrepreneurial spirit, but I knew as a kid, I always just wanted to take care of mm-hmm. my family. Like, I want okay. to take care of my family. So being in those situations where, you know, my dad is in jail and my mom is home, I see her working, doing all this, but I'm spending most of my time with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like... I want to take care of my family. Like, so that was my entire life's goal. That's why I started chasing a bag when I was in high school. That's why I wanted to do that career so I can make so much money so my family can be happy. Like, I just wanted everybody to just be happy and comfortable. And I felt like I could do it. So you see it happening there? I do. But I know I don't see it in the same way as I did I'm not the same person. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like, oh, I still want to take care of my family. But it's not like it was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was monetary. Like, oh, I want to make sure everyone can live the way they want. But now it's more so I just want to influence everyone so much to just make better decisions and to live better so that they can be happy with mm-hmm. the way that they're living as well like I want you to live in a nice home I want you to drive a nice car I want you to love your job mm-hmm. I want you to just have the joy in all these little spots because when they add up that's what really makes me happy right. um so the trust issues the, they just came all throughout life I guess but yeah I feel like really I couldn't trust my parents word too much I really think that's okay. where it came from that's fair that's mm-hmm. fair um, and your first teachers. Yeah. yeah. So I can't trust you guys. And then, you know, the I've had a few boyfriends, so could never trust one of them. <laughs> um, and I guess my girlfriends throughout the years. Um, I'm really not like, I don't fight with my friends at all. So I haven't had anything like that. But I have had situations where, you know, you're upset with me and you said something that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Now, you can do something to me. I might recover from it. But if you tell me something, I most likely won't forget what you said. But I could probably forget what you did. Okay. So, that's kind of weird. So, if you just brought back something that I did and you're, like, using it against me right now, I can't trust you. I'm looking at you a little funny now. Like, don't <laughs> like it. Can't can't be here for it. It's the word. I hang on to words for some reason. Um... So, I find myself 
torn between, okay, making new relationships and trusting people. I'm so outgoing, right? I'll mm-hmm. pour it all in on day one. Mm-hmm. Just told you my whole life story. <laughs> just told you everything I'm about to do tomorrow and the next two years. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. I don't know what your motives are here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even had people who wanted to be my friend so bad. And honestly, I'm a very likable person, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I go out and meet people all the time. But I don't have too, 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 too many instances where people are head over heels for me and, like, want to be my friend, like, two freaking day. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm I'm usually the super excited one. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, can we hang out? And I'm, it's usually not the other way around. I'm usually the one that's up here with it. So when somebody is trying to be my friend so bad, I'm like, I'm cringing. What's what's going on? And I had a friend like that, and then it's been a few years, and now I saw a few things happen, and I'm just like, <gasps> she always wanted to be me. <laughs> like, did you just want to be me this whole time? Mm-hmm. What just happened here? Um. And then, yeah, another instance of sharing a business idea. And it got back to me from a different person. But the person shared it like it was their idea. Trust trust issues. I get you. Yeah. So I I feel like they're definitely, I don't feel like I just made myself be this way. I I definitely feel like some experiences put it there. But I do need to know how to still engage Mm -hmm. and And balance it. Because you need to, you need, you and we always say this a lot, like, you know, it's like your network is your network. So, yes. like, you have to be able to share certain things with people. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, like, be open and have conversations with people because we got to get to the next level. Like, this is one yes. firm location, but it needs to be some more firm location. Yes. Or whatever. You, I don't know what your goal is, but mm-hmm. it's like, we we need people to get us where we got to go. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I see that. Right. You got to find a balance. And those boundaries, because... If you know anything about me, you know my word is boundaries. Oh. I'm a boundaries girl. You're the queen of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Boundaries okay. girl. Like, uh-uh. Nope. Don't ask me no questions. My phone do not disturb. Like, again, people be intrusive. Like, the application, I would be like, nope. Like. I was like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. You ask too many questions, buddy. Mm-hmm. What do you need to know this for? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Boundaries. So, yeah. So, what's your truth? Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah. So, my truth is your... You told me today. Um, the one you told me today? Yeah. I have decided to, to get my hair on. And I am going to look for the best in people, no matter what they do. Because if I see the best in you, and if I look for the best in you, then I'm going to hold on to the best part of you. Mm-hmm. Because even to Donna's point today, she was hangry. I was irritated because she was late. And I just late. She was still home. Like, and I was like, okay, it's definitely five fifty-five. Um, but y'all weren't late though, were y'all? We weren't. I don't know how she got here so quick. Okay. Um, but let me just say this: I need to start just seeing if I choose to see the best in people, then stuff like that won't bother me, right? If I choose to see the best in people, the stuff I'm going through with a particular person right now won't bother me because I can hold on to the best of that person. Mm-hmm. Because in all actuality, I want somebody to always hold on to the best part of me, right? Like. At my best, I am, like, the most caring, loving person. So, right. like, you might catch me in a day where I'm hangry and I might be a bitty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it's like, I want people to hold on to the best part of me. So, I'm going to choose from today forward to see the best part. I'm sorry, Don. From right now in this podcast forward to see the best in people. Um, that's what I want to do. That's my truth. Yeah, I want to start seeing the best in people. That makes me think about when people say don't hang on. 
don't hold on to the potential of someone like it makes me think about that yeah or so like you're saying like i'm looking at like no you don't have to be but i guess you know how much to give someone you know right. how much or you gave that on the right person like no you don't get all this right but okay or i'm going to choose not to participate with that negative stuff or like mm-hmm. that negative part of you like not that, not that I'm ignoring it. Like, you're not going to walk over me. You're not going to, you know, disrespect me in no way. You're not going to do none of it to me. But it's like, I'm going to choose to see the best in you. You know, if you a liar, like, all right, I know you lie. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, but I'm going to see the, what's the best part of you outside of you being a liar? Mm-hmm. Let me hold on to that part of our friendship. Let me hold on to that part of you. I'm going to keep in mind you a liar. But I'm going I'm to hold on to the better, whatever the best part of you is. So if you're giving, if you're, you know, if you're dependable, I'm going to hold on to that part of you versus holding on to the fact that you're a liar. Because that's not going to bring me peace. Every time you talk, I'm like, this is lying again. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Does that make sense to y'all? Or like, I mean, I praise you for it. I don't know if it's something that... But I've also been on a forgiveness journey too. So you got to, maybe God is working. Right, maybe, right. That might be a part of your forgiveness journey. But I, I just kind of feel like sometimes when you see people for who they are, like consistently, like if you're a consistent liar, or if you're well, that's consistent what I'm saying. Liar, I know you're a liar, but what's the best right. part of you? Like, I'm not. You a liar? I mean, I'm. I'm not pulling the best out of a consistent liar. You don't want to. Out of a pencil, like I mean, so, I mean, in certain situations, like okay, cool, but it's just like, but what, they, if, you, what if you're also a liar and you're also a thief and you're also so what? Are, what are what, what what is the good part of you? Then? Um, you're supportive. You then I'm hold on to the, to the piece that you're supportive. You gonna support me? If I'm having an event, you're going to show up and be supportive. Right. Now, you might sleep with three of the guys in the room, or you might do something else, but the fact that I'm going to hold on to, you're supportive. Like, and that's for my getting my happy one. Like, I'm not about to be consumed or worried about why you lie, mm-hmm. why you cheat, why you a scam artist. Like, that ain't, that don't got nothing to do with me. What you do don't have really nothing to do with me. Like, so you a scam artist, you all this, you all this, but what do you, what's, the, what's the good thing that you do? And I'll, cho- I'll choose to hold on to that part of you. It gotta be good inside, and everybody like a little bit of good. Yeah. I mean, that's your truth, sir. That's my truth. What's your truth? Mm. You guys come up with new truths, new all this every week. New truths every week, yeah. Ooh, constantly evolving. Okay. That's what well, you know, you know right. better, you have to right. be better. Listen, you guys I, are constantly revisiting yourselves mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Always. Yes, and the crazy right. thing is, first of all, Sarah be having two truths every other week. She always got two truths every other week and never She's doing the work. Right, but then, like, on Tuesday, Wednesday, I'd be like, oh, I got a truth. And then they'd be like, let me write it down because I'll be forgetting. Because um, you really recognize stuff within yourself when you know you got to talk about a truth within yourself. Like, mm-hmm. think about truth is. But um, this week, my truth is that my actions will yield results. And my non-actions won't yield results. And I feel like that's something that I literally, it's like, if you don't do it, you won't get the result that you want. And sometimes you think that you cannot do the work and you, you can't not do the work. Like you literally, you can't not do the work. And for someone who takes pride in working smart and not hard, cause y'all know like hard, mm-mm, mm-mm. it might be a little challenging. It might take a little bit more elbow, a little bit more, you know, effort, mm-hmm. but hard, like, Mm-mm. I don't want to live a hard life. I don't want to. I don't want to take on hard things. I feel like it might be challenging. It might be a barrier. Maybe I just don't like the word hard. Just like people, I just feel like because, like that strong word is like we do. We have to live these hard lives. Like oh, I live the hard life, and now I'm here. I don't want to live or participate in this hardness. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but in that, I realized I had to sign like two troops in one. Not about to live this hard life. But in that, I still have to do the smart work to yield the results that I want to yield. And I think that sometimes it's like um, my troops come from seeing other people say certain stuff. Like, like people just complain and complain on social media a lot. It's like you kind of got to rid yourself. But it's just like sometimes I just be like, you want to say, sis, if you're not seeing the results that you want to see, then you ain't doing the work that you need to be doing. Like, do the work and the results will come. Like, and that's, and that's just that. Do the work. It don't got to be hard. It don't got to be... You know, life-threatening. Do the work. Do what you got to do. If this is what you want to do, and this is what I was talking about last week. Like, my friend was like, oh, I want to go to Africa for my birthday. Okay, what we got to do? Like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to start this. Oh, I want to start that. Okay, what do we need to do with it to get there? Because once you once you know what you got to do, like, do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's coming to save you. And I was on a meeting the other day at work. Because I did work this week. I was on a meeting at work, and the, the lady was like, oh, I want to do this. And I... And we should do that. And it was like a community meeting about the crime in the neighborhood. And it's like she had all these ideas. And it's like you waiting for the state rep to help. You waiting for Mayor Kenny to help. You waiting for all these people to come in and like with this cape on and like save you. And it's like, if to your point, if you want these results, right. do the work. You right. got the idea. Do it. Like why, why are we in this meeting? Hit me up in six months when you started your organization and you having meetings and you want us to come down to the meetings you already right. have. Because right. I'm like... And I'm and we're so like again solution oriented where it's like all right what we gotta do like all right it's it's, it's been ten shootings on this on this corner what we gonna do right do the work right so yeah I agree with this is that's the hard part though doing the work I feel it's so easy to dream about it but that's also the good part I feel like if you can actually visualize where you want to go you can visualize your whole day your whole mm -hmm. career your whole whatever so I feel like if God has given us the power to even see it it's like it can be mm -hmm. right. it really can right. be you just have to do all that behind the scenes work mm -hmm. that everybody else don't get to see right we just right. talking about too. nobody sees all that work right. but like nobody else is going to do the work for us that's facts that's facts all right, it's our last segment. Can we talk or two-minute sessions? We got to narrow that down. I like can we talk. No, I like two-minute like two session sessions because the song can we talk, please. All right, so two-minute sessions. So, Adriana, you don't have to have a question for us. But okay. if you did have a question for a therapist, what would it be? Hmm. So, I've never been to a therapist. I'm going to just say that. This isn't the question. Never been I to a therapist. I thought you would. The way you were talking about <laughs> doing the work and the inner work and all that. That's therapy talk. Because I like to read. Oh, and right. I, I'm That's half a line talk. I'm just right, so... Right, right, right. right. I'm so invested. Well, she is a therapist. Like, you know, here, here. Right. Yeah. Well, when I get whacked, let me be like, so I'm not... <laughs> she be trying to talk to me so I don't be paying attention to what's going on. That's what they think. <laughs> right. Now, I'm so invested in literally just not having the lifestyle that I had as a kid that my parents set up for me. Mm -hmm. I'm so invested in not having that that mm -hmm. I get you. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm, I'm my therapist right now. Like, <laughs> get it together. So, what would you ask? Um, what I would ask is What are some basic coping skills? So I know I said this earlier, and I know I can definitely recognize it in other people. I'm like, they just don't have the coping skills, right? But I've also haven't cracked, cracked open a book to see any methods or anything mm -hmm. like that. 
and I don't even know what my coping skills are actually. I know how I go through through things, but mm -hmm. I don't know the actual like I don't know I don't actually know what I'm doing doing. Mm -hmm. If I was to like you know write it down, I'll just tell you like yeah no I had this experience. I just told myself this, and then I just believed it right. But how can you help other people manage like coping skills like throughout a day so that you don't have to have a Badass day, like right now. What are some coping skills that you could use? I in take a minute. Take a minute. In a day. I mm -hmm. take a minute. Take a minute. All right. So, um, I love teaching coping skills. Like this is like my favorite thing to teach because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm giving my clients something to go away with. Mm -hmm. um, so when you think about, so with, let me just say this with anger. I'm gonna do two coping skills that I do with anger. Like especially with my younger clients, I make them draw their anger. Right. I make them name their anger. I make them however they want to do it. You draw your anger, you name it. And and so now they can see that it's not inside of them. It's on the outside of them. They control it. So when you name, when for especially for younger people, when you when you allow them to name it and form it and, and, and put a face to whatever their anger is, they can control it a little bit better. They can speak to that now. Like, whatever they call it. Yeah. You know, I don't know what name. Like, Ricky, that's my anger. Like, Ricky, you don't have control over me. Like, Ricky, I have control over you. Ricky, you're on the outside of me. You're not on the inside of me, right? And so that's one thing I teach. And another thing I teach is um, the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 method. So that's like when you're anxious, when you're angry, when you're sad, um, just to kind of ground you and center you back. So it's like five things in this room you can see, right? Four things you can hear. Three things you can smell. Two things you can touch. I might, I might be doing this wrong. Two things you can touch and one thing you can taste. And this is just to take the mind off of that. Take the mind off of whatever you're doing and you start naming stuff. You calm yourself down because what I want my clients to do is take a moment to separate their actions from their emotions, right? Because when we're when not when we're heightened or elevated, we start thinking from that back part of our brains. And so my goal is to get my clients to not make decisions, not to do anything while they're thinking from this part. But if I give them that five minutes to kind of ground themselves or center themselves, then you know, that that's that that will be effective. Right? They won't okay. act on how they feel. Oh, I'm angry, I'm going to smack you. Mm -hmm. I'm angry, I'm going to shoot you. I'm angry, I'm going to, you know, beat you up. Like, or I'm going to trash the room, or I'm going to curse my mom on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's separate those actions from your emotions. So, that's my answer. Um, one of the coping skills that um, I feel like a lot of people are, are doing now, a lot of people are coming out with, is like journaling. And it's kind of like two forms. Like, one is just journaling to write down your feelings so that you... You know, you can write out how you're feeling. Let's mm -hmm. put this on on paper. Even with, with goals, write it out. Put it on paper. Pen to paper. Not, I mean, you can use your phone, but take take it out of your mind. Um, so with that, it comes journaling, writing how you're feeling, as well as brain dumping. And I think, like, take everything that's out of your mind and write it down. Get it out of your mind. Whether you do it in the morning time or whether you do it at night after a day, brain dump. Take it all out of your mind so it's not, it's not on your shoulders. It's not heavy. Um, so I think brain dumping is one of the things where people need to get, you know, get these things. Like you need to separate your anger, take those, take those emotions out of you. So you're not just carrying this baggage throughout your day, throughout your week, whatever the case may be. Um, and then obviously that's good to like look back on to know, you know, how far you have come. Cause I think that is something that we don't, you know, cause we always talk about like all the things you have done. Sometimes you just don't even recognize mm -hmm. the things that you have done. Side note, we end in quarter one today. And I was like, <laughs> Where did these three months go? <laughs> Quarter one is over. Um, 
so yeah journaling is one part um and then we talked about self-care like let's talk about coming to the firm making yourself feel good um eating good food exercising being healthy like what does your day like your um did you say your grandma said what would you do or no your daughter's grandma mm -hmm. what would you do if you didn't have to worry about it maybe it's a sunday maybe it's a saturday maybe you take a mental health day from work because at this point in time ain't no job about to tell me i can't take no mental health day <laughs> right so even if you work a job when you take a mental health day what is it what does your day look like do a day for you get your hair your nails right. make yourself feel good come to the firm let adriana you know and, and be okay things. with taking a day i think that even yesterday like um it was our the first lady's funeral miss mm -hmm. fuller's funeral and it's like yo i'm taking a day like, I had in my mind, like, you got to study. You got to do this. And it's like, no, take a day. Like, right. fill your feelings. Take a day to do whatever you need to do. Hang out with your family. You know, whatever you feel like you had. I had to do yesterday. Like, I, I gave myself that grace. And I right. don't think that, I think we guilt trip when we take time off or time away from what we could be doing. Like, right. yeah, I could have been studying, but I also need to experience this and feel this. And, like, give myself some peace in a moment to just feel Right. And give ourselves some grace because, right. you know, we are these strong women. We do hold a lot of titles, mm -hmm. a lot of roles. We do a lot of things for a lot of people, um, whether it's making them feel beautiful and doing all these things mm -hmm. for them, um, being a mom, being an um, a aunt, being a daughter. Like, we do a lot for people. So we have to recognize that we got to do for ourselves, too. Right. Um, so that that's what I would say. Journal, take everything out of your mind, dump it out, and make yourself feel good because we going to do that. <laughs> we going to do that. We going to celebrate everything. Cheers. Sure. <laughs> so we want to thank Adriana again for being a guest on our podcast. Um, again, she's going to tell y'all everywhere y'all can find her at. Um, but before you do that, what is your feel good song of the week? So my feel good song of the week, I was just on my Apple Music trying mm -hmm. to find the perfect song for this. <laughs> and I was like, I can't pick one. Thank you for reading. Because we have guests that don't read the whole thing. <laughs> well, I'm a reader. Okay. I'm, a, I, I'm just so intrigued by just all kinds of useless knowledge as well. <laughs> Sometimes I really feel like I'm an elephant. Like, you just know, you know everything about everything. Like, but, but nothing at the same time. Um, okay, so one of them is, uh, <laughs> I'm cracking up. Who is this? A beautiful lady, Egyptian. Uh -huh. Okay. That just gives it. I love it in the morning. Okay. The windows open. It's, it's like that self-love song. He's just talking about how beautiful she is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, all right. So it's like a love to yourself type of song. Love that. Love what love that. Um, and then um, Move Forever. Okay. Need that one. Okay. Definitely a staple. And this one is a guilty pleasure. You guys are going to be so surprised. <laughs> but Tory Lanez, Broken a Minute. That song gets me so like hype. I gotta listen. I don't Broke in a minute. Broke in a minute. All right. Yeah, it gets me so hype and it makes me chase. Like, all right, I'm working today. I'm about to kill this shit. I'm doing mm -hmm. back to back to back to back. I'm about to blow it down. Like, okay. it gets my energy up there, up there. And then uh, Drake, Grease. Come on, me. Say that. I don't listen to it. I listen to the I don't know the words. I feel like. Drake be coming out with songs, and I'm like, what is the words? Like, he gets our, he does it every Do they got AZ so. lyrics anymore? Like, I need some lyrics. <laughs> well, now they have the lyrics on Apple. Oh, music. yeah. Uh, so after sure listening to the song, you can, because we know you're going to read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adriana, tell the folks where they can find you at, what you do, where you're located, how they can get in contact with you, how they can book your, their appointments, because we want everybody to go to the firm 
to get your wax and get your hair done, to get your skincare. She got a lot of stuff that's about to start popping off. Get your teeth whitened. So, sis, tell them, tell them where they can find you. So, you can start with Google. If you start with a simple Google search, <laughs> you can um, type in the firm image. If you just type in the firm image, I'll pop up on Google. Mm -hmm. So, you'll see I have Google reviews there. You'll see a few reviews. Um, you can follow the link to my website and book all of your appointments. You've got hair appointments. It's so simple, y'all. Everything. You know, you just make your little deposit. We handle the rest, you know, at the time of your appointment. Um... Simple, easy, secure. You book your appointments there. You can also find me on Instagram, The Firm Image Co. And I am, I do have a Twitter. I don't know the name of it because I'm really trying to get onto <laughs> it. I really want to be a Twitter person. Mm -hmm. Like, I really do. Mm -hmm. I feel like throughout my day, I'm like, oh, I should have put that on Twitter. Oh, I should have put that on Twitter. <laughs> like, all that, all my right. little ideas mm -hmm. and like words, I'm like, dang, I should put that on Twitter. Um, so I'm definitely trying to get on Twitter with you guys as well. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, keep following the website and the Instagram because I have so many new projects. I'm really, really, mm -hmm. really excited so about that are coming up. Yeah, so I make uh, all handmade, all natural, pure, organic ingredients for body scrubs. Has your body feeling the yeah. softest? Like literally after I use a body scrub, I don't have to put anything on my skin after my shower. Mm -hmm. And so I was worried because I'm nothing, like, sis, nothing, I'm like, because she made me, she made me um, a, uh, a container of it last mm -hmm. time I was here. And I'm like, sis, I'm allergic to oil. And she was like, no, you're not allergic to this oil. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're allergic to baby oil with all the other baby chemicals. Oil. And yeah. She's like, you're not allergic to this. And I, I, I'm going to tell you all this. I have very, very sensitive skin. I have had no allergic reactions to the um, body scrub she made. And to your point, you don't even have to lotion down after mm -hmm. you use it because it's, it's that moisturizing. Yes. stuff. very, very hydrating. Really yeah. good for you. Um, but yeah, I have a whole products all online. Um, you can find the shower bursts here. I don't know if you can see them up on that uh, product wall. Those are really, really cool. Oh, well. So <laughs> she wanted to be cute today. Not where I go. You know how like bath bombs were a thing. I don't know if they still are a thing, but bath bombs were like going crazy like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Lush and stuff. But I'm not particularly, I'm not an everyday bath girl. Like, I'm not about to take a bath every day. I'm tired, just off work. I'm taking a shower. I'm going to stand in a shower for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I might as well have taken a bath. <laughs> but I'm just going right. to go for the shower first. Mm -hmm. This shower burst, I love it because it gives you, like, that whole bath bomb aromatherapy thing mm -hmm. without you having to take a bath. Okay. So you literally wet the bomb, you insert it into the sachet, and then you hang it up in your shower as you take the shower. Okay. The humidity carries the natural essential oils throughout your whole bathroom. Nice. So you're just enveloped in all these natural, pure essential oils. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, any toxins that are in the candles or in the plug-ins, in mm -hmm. the Febreze, anything like that. Um, so that's just a really nice aromatherapy session before you start your day. Like now you're going in so much more refreshed. You just right. had 20 minutes and... Opened up everything. You have like four, what do you think, four scents to choose from, and each one, you know, enhances the senses in a different type of way. Okay. Um, <laughs> see, I'm always trying to give people an experience, like that's fake experiences. Yeah, that's fake. You want to tell the people anything? Mm -hmm. We gotta get down to some food. Asap. Like <laughs> um, but again, thank y'all for listening to another week of Black in Therapy. Um, again, like always, y'all can follow us on our Instagram page, uh, Black and Therapy Podcast. Um, also, we're uh, going to be launching our YouTube page this week. And you can like and subscribe on all of our platforms that the podcast is on. iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Google Playlist, um, 
Spotify. Mm-hmm. So a few other ones that I can't recall right now. But just make sure y'all like and subscribe. So thank y'all again. Y'all have a dope week on purpose. See y'all. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm the happiest man.